we started recording? We did. I it just it said five and then it hopped in. Hey guys, um, <clears throat> welcome back to Legionnaire Pocket. Hey, listen, man. I'm waiting. I you clicked the the thing. I saw five and then it stopped and then I saw like it's like oh the red lights all popped up like we're recording. Anyway, clean as a <laughs> intro as ever. Welcome back to um, the Legionnaire Reviews Ahsoka. Another week, another week, another dollar. Um, also, before we get started, if you have not seen on our socials, we and on our, actually on Spotify. So if you're listening, you probably already saw. It. We are using our updated logo um, provided to it. Well, not provided. Um, we commissioned. Who, who it was? Sketch Farms on Instagram at Sketch Farms, mm-hmm. and uh, they made us. This was a awesome, while ago. Yeah, we've had this forever, and we just never used it. Um, yeah. Considering we've like for seventy five percent of the year, we're a Star Wars podcast. Yeah, we figured we might as well finally like double down on it. Yeah, the other logo showed it with the two sabers, but might as well show your two hosts with it. Yeah, with our lightsabers and our High Republic Jedi robes because we love the High Republic. Yeah, it doesn't get enough love. Not at all. Um, But you know what is getting a lot of love and deserves it? Ahsoka. Yes. I don't. I think the viewership is lower though, like significantly. And oh, I, I don't know if it's getting reviews. Okay, here's the thing. I saw Disney is Disney Plus is getting sued actually because they're lying about their viewership numbers. Isn't everybody lying about their viewership numbers? I. So here's the thing though. Is like, I don't know if they are or aren't because there are some things where the news comes out and it says. Secret Invasion had the lowest streaming numbers for a Marvel Disney Plus show. And I read that and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense to me because <laughs> it should. Yeah, like I I don't think there's like an independent source that like tracks all of the viewing numbers because those viewing numbers are internal to that company because it's their website. It's not like a box office where you can just be like, how much money was made on this globally? You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, even if it's a third party uh that monitors viewership i, I there have, would have to be some legal implications for but maybe that's why they're suing disney because then they're the the article i read the other day the post that i saw said that there's going to potentially be a lawsuit over disney plus during the bob chapek time over lying of streaming numbers on disney plus and i was like hey anything under bob chapek yeah i mean go it's it's a yard sale with him so <laughs> Yeah, I okay. When pe- when I hear these things, like we're they're suing this company for this, who like is like, yep. Today I'm gonna sue Disney for lying to me about like, th- is this like a company? Is this another company? Is it like a group of people? Is it? I think it's a company. I think it might be the third party that monitors viewership. Oh, I don't. Know. I mean, I don't know. Some group of people just sued Apple because they were like, they said, yeah, you're making the phones. Your every update you push out, you're actually just making older phones obsolete on purpose. I have an ancient phone, I guess. Allegedly, mine's like yeah, XR, and they're making your phone obsolete allegedly. So, no, 
Well, I, I this is I guess it was true because you can now get maybe five bucks from Apple because your phone is obsolete if you yeah. qualify for it. Yeah, I got some, you know, like those like lines across the screen when the screen starts to break. I got those in my upper right corner. It's all chipped up and stuff. I think it's about time that I succumb to consumerism and update my phone, but probably, you know, whatever. Yeah. But anyways, I'm not why we're here. Maybe Ahsoka is doing great. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. I love it. I think it's great. I like when people are like, oh, like the box office is low. The viewership is low. It's like, is it a good to... series? That is the question. And the answer, it's fantastic. Dude, we were, I mean, like <clears throat> we talked about this after Mando season three, how, I mean, we didn't really like Mando season three. Um, not a whole lot of people did. If you did, good for you. But like, I wasn't a fan of it. I think it's a um, coin toss with that. I I know more people who like it than people who don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't talk to a whole lot of people about. Here's the thing about being a hardcore. I still talk Star to Wars people. Fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You talk to mom and dad. I I don't know who those people are either. <laughs> well, here's the thing about being a Star Wars fan, like a hardcore Star Wars fan. I am less likely to talk to people about it. Because, like, I don't, like, when people are like, oh, I like Star Wars, I'm like, oh, like, how much do you like Star Wars? Because the people who are, like, casual fans, like, they watch the movies, they may or may, they may watch a TV show or two. I find it a lot harder to connect with them about the material than, like, people who are, like, hardcore fans. You know what there's I mean? Like, there's, like, three categories of it. There's the casual fans who come in and they don't know a ton about it. And it's like, yeah, you, and they enjoy most all the content, and that's fair. Yeah, there's your oh, casual hardcore fans who have watched everything, and they're not like as up to date with everything. Where it's like this category, you you compare this category to people like us who are week in and week out, like we we are looking for constant Star Wars updates. We look to see who, this that the second category in this category. It's like your casual hardcore fans and then your hardcore fans. That's why I, I compare the two of them at because you have some people who like, I'm going to say it. Casual hardcore fans don't like the last Jedi hardcore fans. Some of them do understand what the last Jedi was trying to do. They have an open mind to it. I, yeah, I was going to say, I think it's a mindset difference because even like, they're not even casual hardcore fans. They're like, like there's the new like I consider like new fans. People are like generally kind of like everything. They have they haven't seen animated stuff. They've seen a few of the TV shows. They've seen all the movies or something like that. And they maybe seen some TV shows. Um like they're those type of people. Like my girlfriend's one of those people and she likes all the stuff. And then there are the people who've seen all the movies, they've seen a few of the TV shows. They and they've seen some TV shows. But like I don't know why I've met some of these people. I have friends who are like this and I really like them. They're good guys. I like them, but they like, like, Oh, I just hate this stuff and this, that, and the other. I'm like, why is the outlook so negative on all the stuff? Like it's fine guys. Everybody's opinion is wrong. And also everybody's opinion is right as well at the same time. Yeah. It's also just like, I think there's a mindset difference between like 
when I, I we sound so egotistical. I'm gonna sound so egotistical when I say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Um, when there are fans like us, like who are hardcore, like we love, like we love Star Wars. We eat, sleep, and breathe it. Like I, we've said this. We don't like Obi Wan the series, but we love the character enough to appreciate it for what it was. I love the people who were behind the series and uh, like I, the idea of it. I think the idea and intentions of the series were true. Do I think they were executed in the best manner? Maybe for other people, but it didn't work for me. And see, this is what distinguishes us. Cause some people are like, no, it's dumb. It's stupid. I can't believe they made it. They should wreck on the sequels too while they're at it. Yeah. There's week in and week difference. out. I, oh, nothing aggravates me more than reading the sequels aren't canon. I, I like I that nothing drives me up a wall more. I'm like, accept, accept what they've put out. Like you just have to deal with it. It's okay if you don't like it. You don't have to. But you constantly saying that, you're not winning anything. Nobody's giving you a medal for saying I hate the sequels. Wow, you along with twenty million other people. Like, come on. I that's it's the most unoriginal opinion at this point that I hear, and I'm sure people will say. Oh, it's not an opinion because it's factual. Wow. Real, real creative there. Yeah, like, just get bent, man. Like, come on. Like, get bent or pay rent. Um, Let's go into Ahsoka. Yeah, sorry. Um, This episode, uh, episode four, titled Fallen, the Fallen or Jedi. Fallen Jedi. Yep. All right. That's like every title so far has been great. And I will say, um, following last week's episode last week's episode deserved to be its own episode this week's episode deserved to be its own episode it is not falling victim so far to multiple episodes you could mesh some together you could cut out story at certain parts everything is flowing together very very well that's just a quick sidebar that i wanted to make with it though yeah like it's a bit like i can tell this is a giant story i feel like i'm watching a giant movie but like these episodes feel like episodic television that i can watch and they feel like they have rising action climax conclusion rising action climax conclusion but like we're doing that like we're having mini plot arcs on the bigger plot arc like we're in the rising action but we're having these little mini like heartbeats on the way up to the bigger heartbeat of the show here's what i will say and i know it's for word of mouth and everything but here's what i will say um they definitely they could have got away i don't know it depends on episodes five and six play out and seven and eight play out but disney and lucasfilm really could have released episodes one and two at the same time and then episodes three and four at the same time and now because the way that this episode ends i think that three and four work together very well in that tandem depending now on where episodes five and six go I, I really think that they could have done like four weeks of two episodes together because I think each two set of episodes that are going is going very, very well together. And then with episode seven and eight, you could like release those in theaters because they're releasing episode five in theaters for reasons. For reasons we will get into. We have a lot. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about with the end of this episode. Um, Okay. I want, I want to put, put a not a pin. We're not putting a pin in it. I'm addressing it now. I understand what you're saying with two episodes per week and make it four weeks. However, when you do episode, like the one episode per week, I th- I like the multiple episodes start. I think they should keep doing that. 
so you can get a vibe of the season before it starts. I don't like that moving forward because like, I think you drive up engagement and like you get to like sit in each episode more when it's like weekly, because here's the thing. If three and four came out today, like if they're not today, we're recording on a Wednesday, um, Thursday, Thursday. God, I'm so behind. Um, where was I just going with this? Yes. If, uh, three and four had both come out on the same day, we wouldn't be talking about episode three. We would only be talking about episode four because you're more likely to talk about like what just came out, what just happened. True. But I mean, we did the same with episodes one and two. Yeah, because like that's the start of everything. It's different when it's the start of everything versus when like we're starting to get into the middle of the plot. Because like, oh yeah, like this happened in episode three, but episode four, we had the big spoiler. We saw the big spoiler. I don't know. I I want to see a mix. I I'm just saying I'd like to see a mix up instead of just weekly episodes. I think these streaming platforms can get creative instead of. Here's a couple episodes, and we're doing one episode a week for the next 20 weeks. I want to see the series now. I know I sound just so, like, entitled, but, like, I don't like waiting a week for some of these things. Okay, TikTok brain will. It's, I'm going to be honest, it's it sucks sometimes, but, um, yeah. It's, you know what also sucks? What? Eating dinner without YouTube, bro. True. Um, episode four, Fallen Jedi. So, I know you wanted to talk about this. The title? Yeah. This title applies to like... Three people. Three, yeah. Definitely three people. The first one being the titular character. Yeah, so like, spoilers if you haven't seen the episode. We're going to just jump entire... We're going to jump at different points throughout this episode. Um, because I do want to talk about all three people and I might as well just talk about them now. Yeah, Ahsoka is definitely one of the fallen Jedi in this episode. One of the three. Yeah. It's it's always funny when she's like, I am no Jedi. It's like, yeah, you say you're not a Jedi, but you arguably act more Jedi than a lot of the Jedi we met yeah. in the prequel trilogy. Definitely. I would say her and Ezra represent like what the Jedi should be. Yeah. Even exactly. at some point, Rey does as well. Yeah. No, she um, does. Um I think though I, that's the point, like of all of Star Wars, is you see what the Jedi are not supposed to be acting like during the prequel trilogy, where they literally get the title general. Yeah, Jedi's should not be generals. No, they're supposed to be neutral. Like they're kind of supposed to be like Switzerland, in a way. Good, a good neutral, not like a bad neutral where the bad side is. Oh, help us! Oh my God, stop that. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's it, anyways, but yeah, Ahsoka is a fallen Jedi, technically. Um, she also literally falls in this episode. Um, <laughs> uh, and then another fallen Jedi, we keep talking about him. He's like the he's gonna be like the Batman of Star Wars for us now. Um, Balin Skull, fallen Jedi, yeah. He so he's lost his faith in the Jedi Order completely. Like, he they keep alluding to it and they keep alluding to some fallout that has happened. I don't think there has to be something more than just Order 66 that caused Balin to fall out. Like, I feel like there's, like, a tipping point at some point for him. I don't know. I feel like Order 66 is probably a decent reason for you to lose faith in the Jedi Order. No, but I think it was, like, a build-up to that. Like, I think it was similar to Count Dooku, where Dooku 
like you saw the signs of Dooku seeing uh losing his faith and trust in the republic and it was sort of a build-up where you see that in tales of the jedi and i feel like that would be something similar to balin i just early like theories and thoughts for what would happen with balin tnt action i just think that um i don't know i i feel like he's might share similar story to count dooku no i agree with that so i've been actually i've been sitting and thinking about this is like another confusing thing like how long it's been since Return of the Jedi. So Balin Skull says to Ahsoka, it's like, oh, Anakin spoke very highly of you. She's like, he never talked about you. I don't know how old Balin is. Um, the late, great Ray Stevenson, he passed away way, gone way too soon. Like, I think he was 60 at most. He was, I don't, I want to say he was like 50s, maybe in his, I don't think he was in his 60s, man. I remember seeing it mean like, holy crap, like he is young. Um, regardless his character balen i want to say is like 50s maybe six he gives off the this like wise old man who has seen the stuff like he he has seen things that has changed like that's changed forever i want to say let's just say he's 60 well he's one of the very few jedi that have survived through two galactic wars yeah, this man, yeah, like this guy has seen some stuff. Is he about the, would he, so it's like, say Anakin doesn't die. I think, wouldn't he have been like 40? Yeah, Anakin would have been like 40 in Return of the Jedi. So he probably is older by Anakin, let's say by 10 years. Let's say he's 50 something. Let's say, let's say Balin's 55. At this arbitrary. series, yeah. That would be, because this, these Mando timeline stuff takes place roughly seven years post return of the jedi roughly okay so i was thinking i was like maybe he and anakin were the same age maybe he is the same age i maybe he's like i don't know but anakin died when he was like 40 something anyways i'm trying to figure out when he's like anakin spoke very highly of you like when he's saying this like in what context is anakin speaking to balan is he talking to him like balan's a, a master older than him is his because i initially was like maybe he was a peer to anakin maybe they were both apprentices growing up at the same time and you see balan being like Anakin got all this preferential treatment because he's the golden boy. He's the chosen one. He's so talented with the force and Balin wasn't and like he had to work his tail off to get to where he was. And then he watched Anakin destroy it all because he had all of this potential. He had all this greatness. He would like, he was given this halo. Um, Cause he That's... talks about him. Sorry. Sorry. I'm just, I want to say this one thing before I forget it. Cause I, I know I'm going to forget it. It's like, he says like everybody in the order knew Anakin Skywalker, like, you don't say like everybody knows this like there's every people in your organizations like if you work you're at work or you're in school like in high school like everybody knows one person like there's this one person that everybody knows you can know him for good thing you people sometimes people really like this person other people probably don't really like this person like i want to know how balen thought of anakin skywalker yeah, I mean, the more you talk about that, actually, the more I would agree with it, um, because I could see him being a part of his, like, Jedi class of Padawans, and everybody's saying, oh, Anakin, the prophecy, he's the chosen one, focus on him, and then you have the entire rest of the class that just gets neglected because of Anakin's just incredibly large ego that he has coming, and it's not, Anakin's not coming in with the ego, but it's just the ego that's built up around him that everybody sort of is, has expectations for. 
Um, Dude, well, this also goes back. Here we are. The Last Jedi. Luke Skywalker's like, I was Luke Skywalker, a legend. Like, the legend of Anakin Skywalker is preceding this kid as when he shows up. It's like Harry Potter. He was the boy who lived. Like, some kids hated him for it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the title of Skywalker is just a heavy, heavy crown that you have to carry. Well, he created the, I mean, yeah, he's the first holder of the crown, but like, yeah, dude shows up because they just pulled him out of some sand desert town. They're like, who is this guy from hillbilly nowhere in the middle of the outer rim? Yeah, that's true. I mean, and the force it resides in all living things. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to steam your, I didn't mean to steamroll you there, but like, I was like, I have to get this out of my brain before I forget it. No, you're not wrong. I, well, because Balin talks about, he says as well, he's like, your path is similar to that of your masters of death and destruction. So, and, okay, we'll, we'll, we're going to keep going down the side path before we come back to the third fallen Jedi. Um, Balin knows what happened to Anakin, which is a very short list of people who know what happened to Anakin Skywalker. Like, not, we know Palpatine knows what happens to Anakin becoming Vader. Ahsoka knows what happens to Anakin becoming Vader. Thrawn basically knows as well. Governor Tarkin knows as well. And Yoda. Same with Obi-Wan. But that's about it. So we're at like six people. Reva. Yeah, okay. And Reva. Dang, this list is getting longer than I thought, actually. (laughs) Okay, but like in the grand scale of the people in the galaxy. The Empire. there's There's a handful of people who know. Yeah. The, no, you're right. Like, even Rex didn't know, which I'm glad. Um, oh, God, that would be hard. That would be. But uh, it's a short list, so I am I want to know how Balin knows that what happened to Anakin, because they've brought it up a couple times now as well. So I would like to know what... Because ha- Balin was at the temple that night that Anakin and the 501st just absolutely mollywopped the rest of the Jedi. Yeah, like, I, people are like, okay, everybody's like, oh, I want to see a flashback to this, that, and the other, like, flashback, flashback, flashback. Some people want flashbacks just for the sake of, like, the, like, the popcorn cameo, like, oh my god, this is awesome. I, like, I need to understand where Balin is coming from when he's saying these things about Anakin, Mm -hmm. because he is clearly the kid who hates the popular kid in class, for a reason like he like he does not like him for a reason like he turned to the dark side he probably killed a lot of Balin's friends I need to understand where Balin was during Order 66 I need to understand his like what shaped his view of Anakin and if like he maybe he didn't have a negative view on Anakin when he showed up maybe he did Anakin was a very hot like he's a very strong personality you gain this knowledge as you watch him maybe he screwed Balin over at one point and he's just like f this guy like you think you're so special you're so special you're the golden boy it's possible um i do i do like what you say though where you think that balen and anakin were classmates together and anakin just overshadowed him at everything and balen worked way harder and he didn't get the credit that he deserved just because of anakin being the chosen one i do like that theory i think that that might be the leading candidate for who Balin is and just his background. 
Well, the thing is, is it, that's such a relatable story. Everybody has that moment where they're like, you're working your tail off, but like other people, you're like, like, come on. Like there's this one person that keeps getting the best of you. Like you can see it in sports. You can see it anywhere. Yeah. I mean, couldn't be me. I don't know. I was the best at everything I did. So I like you just sucked. Um, Balin is the third fallen Jedi. I had the second fallen Jedi. The third fallen Jedi then. We've talked about him a couple times now. He makes his long awaited appearance in the series. Anakin. Anakin Skywalker. Um Should we put a pin in Anakin and get to him later? Yeah, we'll put a pin in him being the third fallen Jedi. Um, because there's some stuff that we have to talk about with that when he shows up, which is left me questioning some things um i wrote this down at the beginning as well of the episode sabine and ahsoka weren't they're not that super tight and from what we learned throughout the episode as well uh sabine's parents are dead so is his brother it's her brother um due to ahsoka's lack in trust of sabine this is news to me um i have a couple episodes left of rebels we're like seven or eight episodes left. I know, and I started like three weeks ago. I'm so I'm very proud of the almost being done with the series. Yeah, I thought her parents were gonna die in the series at some point. They don't, so I guess her parents are now dead for reasons unknown. I'm curious to see about this now. I want to know what happened and why, because they keep saying where Ahsoka's like Sabine. Do you trust me? And Sabine's like, can you yeah, can i count on you yeah and she's like yeah of course you can they kept saying that stuff and i was like why are you trying to set up some conflict there that i have like it always felt like there were that there was some tension and i thought that that it was unnecessary tension especially during episodes one and two i was like why is there so much awkward tension between these two is it just because ahsoka quit training sabine is that just the only reason why well, there is some more to it now, and I'm very curious to see why. Because it's not like those two were buddy buddies like Kanan and Ezra were with Ahsoka and Rebels. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's like, yeah, your parents died. Be- or your family died because your master didn't trust you. It's like, whoa. Like, that's a, that is a lot of it knowledge to drop with one line. It is. That's a, that's a very, very big thing just to do casually. Um and Balin, of course, makes the ever so compelling argument to Sabine. Then at the end of the episode, he joins the long list of Sith where they reach out their hand and say, join me, join me. He, he, so I wrote this down just based off of memory. Um, Balin reaching out his hand to Sabine. He joins the list of Dooku reaching out to Kenobi, an attack of the clones. He reaches out to similar to Maul and Ahsoka during the Clone Wars. Similar to Palpatine and Anakin, kind of, during the Opera House scene as well, and at the uh, Senate. He also joins Vader and Luke then, in Bespin. He joins Palpatine and Luke then, in Return of the Jedi and the Death Star. He also joins Maul and Ezra then, when Maul makes his compelling argument to Ezra on Malachor. He then joins Rey and Kylo on Snoke's uh, ship. And then he finally joins Rey and Palpatine in Rise of Skywalker on Exegol. That is a very long list. And as you can tell, the Sith are very uh, adamant. Yes. They're always looking to recruit. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. I think Palpatine has the... 
outside of Anakin, like, I can help save your wife, his arguments are horrible. He's just like, my granddaughter, Luke, join me. Power. It's yeah, like, we'll kill your father. It's like, okay. dude, like, you're, not mi- you're not really sweetening the pot at any point here. No. You and I had talked about this. Um, the strongest argument is Maul to Ahsoka in the Clone Wars. Because I can I can 100% understand why Ahsoka would join Maul because of her lack of faith in the Jedi and what they've become. And Maul, just being the omniscient god that he is, just absolutely having 1,000 IQ, knowing that the Jedi are Toast. a shell of what they used to be. Yeah, they're just a complete fraud. Uh, the second best argument, though, and I know nobody will agree with this, is Kylo Ren to Rey. Because yeah. his argument to her in The Last Jedi is completely sound where he's says to her you are completely nothing your parents were alcoholics who sold you you should you have you have no reason not to come with me right now i'm sure there's like some deep psychological manipulation that a counselor can explain to us who like have a degree in psychology like he's like trying to like trauma manipulate her or something true but like shoot man if you're trying to prey on people He's not like he's using some really compelling plot points and heartstrings to pull on her, which is manipulative and wrong. But like, well, yeah, that's all they do. I mean, Vader to Luke is like, you didn't have a father until now. You should join me. <laughs> but what, wait, what's the um, line Yondu says to uh, Peter Quill when Ego? He may have been like, your father, boy, but he wasn't your daddy. But he wasn't your daddy. <laughs> I love that. I love Michael Rooker. Yeah. Um, we actually see the Chiss, and it's actually just a bunch of Yondus. That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> Thrawn shows up like, this is my brother. It's yeah, just Yondu. Just, just this absolute hick-looking hillbilly Chiss. Yeah, the Chiss if they funny. voted for the Second Amendment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he joins that long list of... Uh, characters with it and i will say balan's argument to sabine is her parents are gone she has no family left ezra is the last of her family and she finally has the opportunity to see her again i can't say i blame her for wanting to join and go to go and save him no and because here's the thing like when i first saw this i was like come on of course this is what she's gonna do but then I like you have to sit back and think about like okay, and this is where people who haven't seen Rebels may be a little bit behind the curve or behind the... caught up. I don't know, whatever. Um, this fits the Rebels family because like Rebels is a story of found family. Like Sabine doesn't really like her family. She kind of rekindles her relationship with them, not so much. Hera, Chamsundula, that's a very stressed relationship. Um. Kanan, his family relationship with the Jedi Order, really strained because of Order 66. We see that in the Bad Batch. Um, Ezra, he's trying to find his parents the whole time. They're dead. Sorry. Rest in peace. Um, Zeb. His entire race of people is gone, unbeknownst to him, and then he finds that they actually are elsewhere, but he doesn't have a family for the entire series. Chopper doesn't need a family because he's the GOAT um they canceled the c1 uh astromech droids so exactly 
um callous he has a family in the empire but like he has like a come to jesus moment where he's like this is not a good place to be and he leaves them uh hondo he's got that little ugnut that he's buddies with that's his family he, he makes friends with like four different ugnuts in the series and he screws all of them over he leaves them all out to dry I feel like they make him look worse in Rebels than they did in the Clone Wars. Yeah, exactly. At least the way I remember. The way I remember Hondo in the Clone Wars was like, he never was a good guy, but he wasn't as just so self-centered as he was in Rebels. Yeah, like... I love Hondo, though. You know what? He's a legend. Hondo is a legend. But so, continuing with what you said on Found Family... Um, yeah, so it totally makes sense as to why Sabine, like, she's got nobody left. She's connected to Ahsoka, but it's like, she trusts her, but then, like, there's, it comes, it's like peaks and valleys of, like, I trust you. Eh, I'm not really, like, vibing with you anymore, like. And, like, she sees Ezra as her brother. He hopes to see her in other ways. I don't know if she does. Um. Oh, she definitely does. Anyways. So it makes sense as to why she's like, fine, like, I'm going to give you the map. I want to find Ezra again. Like, that's my, that's some of my only family that I have left. Because, yes. like, if you were stranded in a galaxy far, far away, on a different galaxy far, far away, and some old man with great facial hair and some really sick armor was telling me, like, you joined me, I'd be like, well, I mean, the guy makes, he makes a fair point. He does. You talk about Balin's armor. I said, I said it to you. Um, Balin's rogue jedi dark side jedi armor that he has it looks like something from skyrim yeah no we were talking about this because when he and ahsoka are facing off um ahsoka is very much the samurai look she's got like the pants the way her stance is her the way her like lightsaber hilt it's like it looks like a katana and she holds it like that and balan stands like an old english knight like with a broad, like you said, he's like he has he's like he has like a broadsword right now. Yeah, the power behind his swings, like it feels similar to the crossguard saber in Jedi Fallen Order or Jedi Survivor. I mean, um, where you like that lightsaber fights like a broadsword, and he puts some oomph into his swings against Ahsoka when he's fighting her, especially towards the end of their fight. Yeah, no, he's like she's a lot more agile and like you see her hopping around doing all this that and the other but when he hits man that guy is like she is in trouble she feels similar to she's always been that way but in this series um she feels similar to the samurai in the first episode of season one of visions in the duel she feels similar to him the way that they fight and everything where it's very um samurai-esque and i i mean that's again that's not by accident this is both characters are done on purpose in this way because star wars draws its roots from ancient japanese history and legend yeah like it's it's not by accident that this is happening with her character um but no when you even when you compare balan's outfit and his armor like even looking at shin shin is wearing classic like traditional jedi robes it would look like like she's wearing a type of robe that you would see a sith or a jedi wear balin is just decked out in armor that is straight from skyrim like it looks sick it does and well she also has the padawan braid she does so i i they're not sith even though when balin's lightsaber turns on that 
SHIT sounds like a, a red lightsaber. <laughs> that like when that thing turned on, I was like, this is sick. They're like orange red. They're like they kind of look red at points, but they're orange. Um, Which again is done on purpose, according to Dave. So, dude, I, I, you know, we've talked about that. I know we've said this before. The goal of this podcast, I would consider like, if we had never like, I don't want to stop podcasting, but like, if we ever had to stop, I need to have an interview with Dave Filoni at some point for me to consider this podcast a success. I just want to talk to him. It doesn't even have to be recorded. I just want to like sit no. down. And, even if it's in an unrecorded room, if I could talk to him for like 30 minutes just about Star Wars. I'm honestly like, actually, now that you're saying this, I would rather like be able to sit in like a room where like, you can just like, I'm not going to say anything about this conversation. Like we don't even have to like, I don't ever have to leave this room saying that I talk to you. I just want to be able to talk to you like about so many like, the Star mi- Wars. Yes, like, I want to know his thoughts on the sequel trilogy. I want to know his thoughts on Andor. I want to know what he, like, when you're designing these characters, like, what are you drawing? Like, when you start, like, I want to know when Dave starts a story. Like, what are you start? Are you starting with a theme? Are you starting with an archetype? Like, how are you building these stories? Yeah, do tell me, because I'm working on mine right now. Um, But i want to talk about that fight with uh balen and ahsoka not just that fight but every fight that's been in the series as well so good the choreography for that is phenomenal between sabine and shin it's great between balen and ahsoka it's great between ahsoka and merrick which by the way um r.i.p we were wrong everybody was wrong (laughs) everybody was wrong everybody who said merrick is merrick is right um yeah. there was a there was something I, I think it was probably the comic book the instagram account they're like allegedly merrick's identity will be revealed merrick's identity was revealed because it's just Nobody. a bunch of it's just a bunch of dust that came out of their armor i don't even know if merrick was a guy or girl i think it was a guy um yeah they but, said he has never balen said in like episode two he's like he's never failed me or something like that yeah so like so, merrick was toast we were actually right because we said we thought we're like Merrick is just gonna eat or that well not Merrick like that Inquisitor is gonna eat it not as early as we thought it was but like I think it was we saw it was because it was in the trailer I think we've seen all of the clips from the trailer outside of Thrawn. There's nine seconds left of trailer footage that we haven't seen. What haven't we seen? Thrawn. Oh, all right. I didn't know that was and, nine and seconds. shots inside the ship. Okay. Um. So, so we've we've pretty much seen all of the footage that we will have ideas on basically um which makes sense as to how this episode ends because like you couldn't put that stuff in a trailer true uh i will say even though merrick is dead i am glad that he is a nobody now they could come back to him as well and still try to make him star killer or something but i'm gonna be honest i'm glad because i don't need the focus of this series being taken away by somebody else like i don't need that i think it'd be cool but i'm gonna be honest I know you want to come back to it, but even in her own series, I'm sure episode five will change. Ahsoka still doesn't feel like the title character in this series. It feels like Sabine's show at the moment still. Uh, yeah, I think they named this Ahsoka. Maybe, I don't know. Like, I want to know what the naming is because like some of these, like you could you could have named, like the book of Boba Fett was a cool name for a show, but like Obi-Wan Kenobi as a show, 
Like, yeah, I okay, maybe I get Obi-Wan. But like Andor, one, Andor could have been named something else. Yeah, like Rise of the Rebellion. This I don't know, like something like that. But for this show in particular, like you could have started it with like Heir to the Empire or like unless if that's the movie title. I'm, I'm, it's probably the movie title. But you know what I mean? I'm not creative when it comes to titles like this. Um maybe it was just because like, oh, we need something for people to latch on to. Like Ahsoka. Oh, that's a character everybody knows. Because like this doesn't feel like a Ahsoka. This feels like an ensemble show. Like this doesn't feel like an Obi-Wan kind of where it was. It could have yes. been titled like Shatters of the Empire or something, or like chat like a Sh- Ahsoka Shattered Empire or something like that. I get what you're trying to go with. Um but uh, this still is Ahsoka series, and I've said it week in and week out. I don't need to be sold on the Ahsoka character like any further. I can be. I know I already love her character. So when she shows up and she does stuff, I'm I'm sitting there. I'm like, I love your character. Everything that you've done, she's already a fully fleshed character, and they can keep fleshing her out more. But I, every week she comes in, I'm like, I already know where I stand on you. I, you'd have to do some pretty insane character writing to make me don't dislike this character any more than because i love her and you know what even if she's the reason reason that sabine's parents are dead i still love ahsoka (laughs) i'll still reason for it i'll still defend ahsoka so like i don't need to be sold on her character but same with like sabine and that stuff i love sabine's character and everything but it's the what's the meme it's like he's a good guy what are you talking about isn't he a murderer what murder that's true chopper yeah that's basically chopper (laughs) yeah um but no when ahsoka and merrick were fighting two things the samurai-esque ahsoka when she did that stance i mean that's something from old japanese like kurosawa films where you see like that like Like the the arc and the blade down and it's sort of like a standoff showdown where it's like who makes the move first single slice you're done um, but Merrick, two things with him. First off, when he was swinging around that double-bladed lightsaber, you and I both said that that looked very similar to like Sam Witwer, Ray Park Mall when they were swinging it. Like Ray, th- those were some Ray Park moves. Yeah, I feel like I mean that probably. It, well, I mean, it wasn't Ray Park in the outfit, but like anybody moving forward using a double lightsaber, if you're not like looking at how Ray Park moved his mall, mm-hmm. I don't know what you're doing because that was the gold standard right there. It is. It really is. Um, but then also, this goes with the lightsabers, but then everything for this episode entirely. Um, and even with uh, Balin's and Shin's orange saber, the sound design that is in this episode is phenomenal. Like, the, just everything that they do with the sounds of the ships, the sounds of the sabers, it's so good. Yeah, there's like... They're like lightsaber noises, they're like they're just the hum of them, and like when they're moving. Um, I think I like maybe it's just me, but like I think the dark side user lightsaber sounds are way cooler, just because like they have a darker hum to them. Mm-hmm. Um, like when Merrick's blade is spinning, it's like I'm like, all right, this is awesome. <laughs> it's got a deeper reverb, like in the Kyber crystal when it's spinning. It's it sounds cooler. Blue and green are. I mean, look, they're cool, but I mean, even hearing the yellow sabers and Ahsoka's white saber, it's like, let's start getting some other colors in here because green and blue are cool. But I mean, I want to start hearing some more like other noises. 
Yeah, I wonder. Like, I don't. I guess we'd have to listen to like the purple one. I don't think there's anything different they made about Sam Jackson's lightsaber. Uh, if you play the Jedi Fallen Order games, you can when you change your kyber crystal and your saber, you can t- you can tell the different sound of the sabers. What's your favorite crystal sound in Fallen Order or Survivor, whatever? White. There's like three: white, cyan, and orange are all really good. Okay, Magenta's cool. not bad as well. So, sorry, had a burp. That's fine. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about? Want to talk about the Eye of Scion? Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Like, yeah, let's. Yeah, because that can connect to Hera. Um, Hera is being a boss and be like, I'm just going to disobey orders because I'm a general. We're like, all right, go off queen. It's um, like they've ever followed orders before. No, Anyways. nobody in Star. I feel like in Star Wars, I've seen more people disobey orders than follow them. And the only people I've seen follow orders mostly are the clones. I was going to say, they were the only ones that were like, live and die by the orders that you're given. Well, not, not even th- like a lot of times it was, but like, I'm just thinking order 66, but yeah yeah any other like non-clone character is probably disobeying orders like 90 percent of anakin i'm thinking of umbara with that stuff yeah Yeah. pong krell god dude imagine seeing pong (gasps) okay this would never happen yeah save that for the end i know where you're going with that (laughs) um anyway but uh yeah i have cyan hera with um our boy who's basically like the connective tissue of the Mandoverse or the Feloniverse, Carson Tiva. Um, yeah, bro, just shows up in every series now. He does. He's like um, the Wong of the MC. Like Wong is shows up everywhere, and Carson Tiva is showing up everywhere. He does. I love him. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I like it. I like seeing him. I'm oh like, yeah, I like seeing you. It's like, hi, familiar face. You're cool. I like you. I wish we um, had to see even... Trapper Wolf with him though. We got to talk about this. Dave Filoni is a hundred percent a wolf guy. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a yeah, he's a wolf. Yeah, like we have we talked about this on the show, or did you and I talk about this individually? Probably both, but I know, yeah, the dude he makes his character's name Trapper Wolf. He makes the wolf pack in the Clone Wars. He creates the Loath Wolves. Like at this point, yeah. he probably just has like T-shirts of wolves on. Them. <laughs> Like, we should, I think that'd be, uh, yeah, if we meet Dave, I want to get, like, you know, like, the picture, like, the wolves howling at the moon. I want to get that for him. Not, like, I'm not making fun of the guy for this, like. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm like, dude, like, this is awesome. You're the wolf man. He, he is, is the one-man wolf pack. He, Dave is the one-man wolf pack. Um, He's been rocking it since 2008 with George Lucas, so. Yeah, he has been, like. Give the man some his respect. He is the wolf. He is the wolf pack. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So they, the ship design as well. Like when Hera and the ghosts leave with the X wings and they leave the New Republic, it this dude the VFX out in space looks so good. They look so good. That's correct. Yeah, like it's cool how like every single show we have seen where like the space VFX look amazing has not changed here yes every yeah every series for star wars so far has looked stellar out in space some of the series on land questionable depends on the series um 
not an issue in this series though i think that the choreo not the choreography the cinematography and the vfx and everything with this all looks very very well done it doesn't feel like a tv show and that they were you know using that secret invasion budget elsewhere um um yeah but like let's get to the like the meat of like what we t- were talking about for the eye of science so like they get the hyperspace coordinates it was gonna happen it's not like they were gonna like oh no they can't get to thrown anymore of course the bad guys have to get to thrown um when the eye of scion takes off to hyperspace and like sorry time out you're i might have cut you off i do apologize not even when they take off for hyperspace but when it's powering up we've seen how ships get to hyperspace this ship is going to a new galaxy and the way that they do it in a creative way where it's like you have to see it power up in a different manner whereas like yeah. you see those two like power tubes like start charging up with the energy i was like i really like this new take on it yeah no and it's a it's a it's an original ship design like we haven't seen this type of interior before um like, this is where we get like this is where i nerd out about like all the different ship classes and stuff because i want to know what the hyperdrive engines they put in on it are and like I know they're ma- manufactured on Corellia, but I want to know all the details on them. But we talked about this. So like Hera and her gang of X-Wings pull up and they're like, oh, it's a big hyperspace ring. And someone says something, oh, there's ships coming up. And Morgan Elsbeth is like, just ignore them. Engage the hyperdrive. It's like, oh, Damn. they're about to haul tail at them. Not just at them, through them. Yeah. And I, you know what? I do like that it's an entire hyperspace ring because they take off to hyperspace and they go. And first off, the charge up for them to go to hyperspace. I love that. I love seeing ships take off at going to hyperspace. It looks so good. But also then with it, um, the sound that it makes, the Eye of Cyan makes when it goes to hyperspace. Dude, that's one of the things where I wish that this was, I know it's not, but I wish like I had a movie theater and I could have listened to this just with surround sound speakers where it just reverberates the entire room yeah it goes and it's got like the electric arc in the middle and it screws up all of the ships it flies through and they're like rocking around each other yeah yeah and then i loved it jason sundula mom i i got a bad feeling it's like yeah kid me too yeah me too you're not the first one in this franchise who has one I, I do I do really like the yeah, that was sounded sarcastic. I actually do like the actor for Jason Sindula. Compared to the one line of dialogue he had last week versus this week, I like him I, I really like the actors playing him. Yeah, no, he's the kid seems good. I want to see more of him. I just feel bad for him that they just gave him green hair instead of like something to symbol like yes, you can say he's like a Twi'lek with the green hair, but that's such a lazy way to do it. Give the kids some like oh, um give the kids some like Maybe, I don't know, maybe you don't want to have a sit, sit down a kid in a makeup. Now that I'm saying this out loud, yeah, I guess it makes sense why they didn't want to, like, sit the kid down in a makeup chair for yeah. a while. Um, yeah, he, all right, I guess I'm not. He, he, that kid would hate Hollywood. He His career would be pretty short if he had to sit in a makeup chair for, like, four hours a day. But yeah, then again, you kid. are filming for a Star Wars thing, and if I was at that age, I think I would sit in a chair for four hours just to be in Star Wars. Yeah, man, I don't even have to have a speaking role. You can just put me in the background. Yeah, I, I would sit in a chair for twelve hours and just be a side character in one of the. They could cut my scene, man. They could cut they, like as long as I got to be on set for something. True. Yeah, they could use my face for VFX. 
You just AI generate my face if you want Lucasfilm. Oh boy. <laughs> um. So do you want to wrap? We'll finally come back to the end here with Balin and Ahsoka slash World Between Worlds. Yes. So the fallen Jedi, Ahsoka falls into the ocean. Which the transition to her falling to the next scene. Wild. Clean. Clean. I'm a sucker for clean transitions. So, yeah. So Balin knocks her off this cliff and like they pan to the ocean where she fell. And all of a sudden it pans to her laying down on one of like the star platforms of the world between worlds. Cal, do do tell me what is the world between worlds? The world between worlds is something that is originally shown in Star Wars Rebels season four that the Emperor is trying to get to. It is a point, it is a nexus point in the Star Wars universe that connects time and space events to each other in one singular location it is where ezra saved ahsoka from the battle of malachor it is also not time travel though dave filoni has confirmed that it is not a time traveling mechanism in star wars it's just a point in the force where everything is happening all at once it makes sense it's like a black hole like let's say it's like no it's not like a black hole it's a singular yes no it is it is a singularity point for the force it's the kind of like point. Mortis. It's a nexus yeah. point of the force. Yeah, it's it's similar to Mortis. This isn't the different. only time we've seen, I'm, because we've seen a world between worlds a couple times, but we see it in Rebels a fair amount. That's how Ahsoka, and, not Ahsoka, Yoda and Ezra communicate to one another in the first season. That's where Ezra gets his kyber crystal, like because it's in that starscaped landscape where he's just standing and there's just surrounded completely by stars and voices. That's what the world between worlds is. It's just a very deep, it is like you said, Mortis basically in space. Yeah. It's just an incredibly Uh, powerful conduit of the force where everything intersects all at once. Um, Tell me where do, what, what, what happens with all these intersections? Who shows up? So we see Ahsoka laying there. She stands up and she's like, Oh my God. I'm back I'm in dead. the world between worlds. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm alive. I'm dead. Um, yeah, because this isn't saying, her first time in a world between worlds. No, she got saved the first time in a world between worlds. Um, she stands up and we hear in the closed captions, mysterious voice. Hey, Snips. <laughs> and everybody who has been a fan since of Ahsoka since the OG days, a.k.a. You and I. 2008. Really, like, oh. Like, oh, he's back. And she sits there and she's like, I, and then we hear the line I didn't expect to see you so soon. Said by Anakin Skywalker. Said by Anakin Skywalker. We turn around and there he is in all of his glory. Hayden Christensen. Looks great. Does look great. He's got his. He's got his uh, episode three, Revenge of the Sith outfit on. He's got his hair. Long, the long hair and he's there smiling and she's like master and you see him and then it cuts to black and you hear the vader theme that that's is the how the third episode. fallen jedi the third is, fallen jedi is Sorry. anakin skywalker yeah in the episode i like that the title because i didn't think at the beginning i just thought of two with balin and ahsoka i didn't think anakin again in this um until we started recording and we said it um yeah 
there's a lot to do with this scene just to begin with. Yeah, no, because even because like at face value, like, oh, like it's a yeah. Oh, my God. Anakin's in the world between worlds. Let's first because I want to talk. Let's talk about the line and how the line plays into what we saw when you and I rewatched this. He says, I didn't expect I didn't expect to see you so soon. Immediately, like when if you don't if you have not seen the Siege of Mandalore, you're going to be a little confused by this. But the last time Ahsoka saw Anakin, as Anakin Skywalker, before he was Darth, he was Darth Vader in the outfit. It was he was running off to save the Chancellor, and Anakin is wearing his Episode Three stuff. So, how Anakin is existing at this time in in the world between worlds? In his like, this is Episode Three, so he's like, I didn't expect to see you so soon. So he must think like, oh, I just saw you as I was leaving to go save the chancellor and you were going to Mandalore. Then the Vader theme plays. Not just the Vader theme. He's holding something or he's has attached to him something else. I'm going to let you say this because you pointed this out to me. Yeah. So he says all that stuff. And yet this is clearly revenge of the Sith Anakin just based off of the haircut. I love his haircut that he has for it too. It looks so good. Um, yeah. and the outfit he has in his Jedi robes, but, uh, he is not holding his Skywalker saber. He's not holding the lightsaber that we've seen him use in the prequels. He is 100% attached to his belt with his Vader saber. Like that is not something that you just screw up. Like I know everybody loves to bash on the sequels. Listen, no matter what you say, the sequels got the Skywalker saber down. Like, they knew how to do that lightsaber. Dave Filoni doesn't just, like, oh, sorry, I screwed up the saber, guys. And the Vader theme playing, this is done on purpose. There is a reason for this being done. Yeah, because... I mean, you don't, we don't get a clear view of the lightsaber from what we see of it. The Skywalker saber has, like, black, like black grip at the hilt. And then, like, there's a lot more silver on it. There's a lot more black on this lightsaber, and it's very akin to Darth Vader's lightsaber. There's only a sliver of silver in the saber. Like, this is a very, this is not the saber that Anakin has used. And it's, we know it's not the Anakin from Attack of the Clones because, first off, they wouldn't de-age him. I think it's so funny that they didn't de-age him for, he's a pat, he's a Padawan in the Obi-Wan series when they bring him back. And you can tell that he's aged. And this one, they've clearly de-aged him compared to the Obi-Wan series. <laughs> yeah. I thought um, that, that was kind of funny. I, I like, love seeing Hayden Christensen on screen, though, because I know he loves playing this character. Yeah. I know what he told me. Yeah, we talked to him yesterday. Um, so where they go from here, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the rules of engagement are for the world between worlds with this anakin skywalker maybe he's not even the real anakin this could be just a vision Uh, here's the thing is i don't want a big explanation for what the world between worlds is i would like it i I think it'd be nice if they kept it ambiguous and it's like you never get a clear read on what it is it's just i like it when the force is mystic and you just kind of just not when the force is a deus like ex machina type of thing like i don't like it when it's that Mm -hmm. where you just start using it um as a MacGuffin, but more so when it's like you the force has a presence and it's mystic and you can't really 
like nobody will completely understand the force because the Jedi that's their most powerful asset. Like they keep studying the force. There's a reason Yoda kept studying the force for the 900 years that he was alive because like you can never fully understand the force. It's a bottomless well. Yeah. The force is at its, at its peak, but like the mysticism is like when Yoda's explaining it to Luke on Dagama. And I, I want, I want the world between worlds to be that. I think knowing Dave, me saying like, I know Dave personally, I do, but, um, I don't think he's going to overexplain the force. No. In the world between worlds. No, I don't think he would either. Now, that being said, I am going to break all the rules as a Star Wars fan. I think it would be interesting if this was an alternate version of Anakin that didn't get the Vader suit and won on Mustafar against Obi-Wan. I think it would be very cool to see that version of Anakin in this. That's but then does crazy... Ahsoka have to kill him? Well, so here's the thing. I got two I got two theories coming into this after seeing that. First off, I think it would be super cool that this is a different version of Anakin that we have never seen before. It's a different interpretation of him. Would that make sense? Probably not, because I don't really know if I like alternate worlds and that sort of stuff, but I think it could be interesting if done in the right way. Um, second theory, though. Maybe this is Anakin that we're used to. I would love to see Anakin continue to train Ahsoka in the world between worlds and do some live action training. That's just me being greedy and wanting to see fan service done to me. Um, but I think that that could be done in a very cool manner where it's like, Anakin never got to complete Ahsoka's training. She's, she says that in the series, my master never got to complete my training. Anakin never finished my training. Like this is the perfect opportunity where Anakin gets to complete Ahsoka's training. They have to, I, I've just sold myself on the theory. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week with the episode on them, right? Yeah, maybe. I don't I don't want to see an alternate. I don't want to see multiverse in Star Wars. I don't want to see this. I don't want to see alternate realities. I don't want to see that. I just don't. Um, what if I like that. Right? So, I just thought about this right now. Ahsoka starts the series as Ahsoka the Grey. Ahsoka has died. Like Gandalf died fighting the Balrog. Gandalf fell with the Balrog. He wakes up and he comes back as Gandalf the White. I think Ahsoka returns as Ahsoka the White, similar to Gandalf did in Lord of the Rings. Because Dave said he's like, I she's inspired by Gandalf. Like, this is the Gandalf moment. Like Gandalf is in that where like he's like, I am sent back to you now at the turn of the tide. Ahsoka is going to return as Ahsoka the White. She's going to come back in her white robes. This is the Gandalf moment that we've been waiting for. It's true. We see her, I mean, even in the end of Rebels uh, and the epilogue that they have, when she sees Sabine again, she's in her white cloak with her white staff. They retcon that a little bit in Star Wars. Uh, Dave can do that. It's no, his own yeah. stuff. Yes, he can. But, I mean, it's retcon nonetheless. He retcons his own series. Listen, not even just Dave, but, like, if you created a series and then you retcon that in another series you create, I have no complaints about that. Like you no, can, I don't care. You know, yeah, go ahead. If you if that's what you made. Now let's say this is something that like George Lucas did, and then like I don't know. Let's just say Christopher Nolan came in and did Star Wars, and then he like completely retconned something that George Lucas did that just completely went against everything. I'd be like, all right, I'm sorry, Christopher Nolan. I love you, but come on, you can't do this. There are rules of engagement with Star Wars. Will I'm gonna? You're not gonna like this. Is that not the argument of people who hated the sequel trilogy? They feel like these people violated their Star Wars. 
okay wait here's the thing though it's not like they're going back and doing something that like fleshing out luke skywalker into unseen territory is not the same as let's say you go back to return of the jedi and instead of luke taking off vader's mask he leaves it on and then he flies off the ship and that's it he doesn't see what his father looks like that would be like retconning okay so like you mean like changing an event in the past not like changing the care like not like taking a character in a new direction okay i see what you're saying well that's what retconning like they retconned what happened in the rebels show because she wasn't with her white staff and her white cloak she was in a gray cloak instead Regardless. I actually do like that. I do like your theory with that. Sorry, that was a long way to get there. I'm not, yeah. I don't, honestly, I I don't know what they're doing with Anakin. I don't know what Anakin this is. I have an engineering degree. I think about things in terms of math. This is an equation. Like, everything I see in my life is like an equation. Like, what variables do I have? What constants do constants do i have like i have a system of equations do i have enough equations and variables to solve every single equation i have way too many variables and not enough equations for anakin skywalker to tell you what i think he's gonna do like i i don't know which anakin this is is that the vader lightsaber we saw it like it looks like it is is this an alternate version of anakin is this a vision of anakin how did he if this is the real anakin when did he get into the world between worlds and when did he leave how does that work because we've had we have anakin skywalker his timeline is stamped out from like revenge of the sith on like we know where he is yes we know where he is when he's wearing these outfits um (laughs) most of them so i i can't give i'm not gonna give a prediction on what Anakin does. I'm just going to tell you, so this is Ahsoka's Gandalf moment. I would agree with you. Do you think then her and Anakin are going to, maybe they don't even like engage in like a lightsaber training or like a Vader versus Ahsoka combat or anything like that. What do you think of them? Because world between world we've said is a nexus for all events in star Wars with the force. It's a conduit for it. What do you think then that Anakin and Ahsoka just look at events that have happened in Star Wars and they just take a stroll and it's just the whole next episode is them just talking and it's them trying to figure out what to do. Sabine has failed as a master at this point. I mean, Ahsoka has failed as a master to Sabine at this point. She's at a loss. There's a, The next Empire is coming. Like, what if the next epi- episode is them just like walking through and looking at points in the past, the present, the future, like everything like that do you think that is something that's going to happen then i know right now it's like leading up like this is a dark version of anakin the more that you're talking i don't want this i want this to be like a vision kind of like you know how dumbledore appeared as a vision to harry at the end of um king's crossing uh, yeah he's at king's crossing i want this to be like an anakin vision to her where like they just have a talking and she's like i failed her and he's like well did i not fail you did i not do this for you like it's a cyclical thing like i want to see that i don't want i don't i don't want to see a lightsaber fight i don't, i say this now until something happens and i really like it sorry sorry what do you think is going to happen when like there's a there's going to be some buildup of dialogue of tension between Anakin and Ahsoka. 
the camera is going to be looking at Ahsoka's face. Or like, let's say Anakin's behind her. She's going to say something that's going to Anakin will say something that clearly is not Anakin Skywalker and his Darth Vader. The camera cuts back to Anakin. Vader suit covered in Darth Vader. Do you think that that's going to happen? Do you think we're going to see Darth Vader instead that like it's going to be Anakin Skywalker cut to Vader? That is a non-zero probability. How theory high can it only, is? Theory can only take you so far. Oh, shut up, Oppenheimer. <laughs> I think that, I... that would be cool. Here's the, I got to stop because I'm getting my hopes up for stuff that might not happen, but I like it. I like theorizing. You know what? I'm like no, Bert Kreischer. Funny. I fantasize about different lives that I have. Bert Kreischer is... <laughs> oh, guys, I think Darth Vader's going to show up. <laughs> He says that where he's like talking about he's like, oh, I think about like when my wife will divorce me and then I end up dating other women in like LA. Like, You're married. What are you doing talking about that? Burt Kreischer is like a 12 year old boy inhabiting in like a 50 or 40 year old man's body. True. My doubts are great. Look at my shoulders. Look at my arms. My arms are great. He's so goofy. Um, I think I'm an alcoholic, Tom. Yeah, you think. Um, I don't know. That, that I think that that would be something as well because they played Vader's theme at the end of the episode. I, I do think that Anakin would show up in Vader's suit at one point. He was filled. They were, let's be honest, they were 100% filming this series at the same time that they were filming Obi-Wan. Uh, I don't think they were 100% filming this at the same time they were filming Obi-Wan. I'm sure that by the time that Ahsoka started filming, Obi-Wan was finishing filming. I, I don't know. They might. It's I've, uh, it's two more episodes longer. You are throwing some absolutes out here, Will, that I can't like put my seal of approval on. Like I don't know about that one. We're a Star Wars podcast. We gotta say some outlandish things. No, I know, but like I, It's I just know Ahsoka's gonna come back as Ahsoka the White. That is my like concrete, like that's my take. Like she is coming back. You are gonna see Ahsoka the White. Um right, fine. Because this is the midpoint of the season. What? No, we're we're halfway through the season. No, I was gonna say leave me out to dry and make all the crazy theories. Okay, man. I don't know if Vader I don't see like I don't know if I wanna see Vader pop up again because she's already fought Vader on Malachor, but like maybe she has to still fight to finish that. I don't that fight I, was never finished. Yeah, Ezra completely intervened in that fight. Yeah, I mean, we don't even know if she's supposed to die on Malachor. We don't know if Vader was supposed to die on Malachor. I don't know, man. He he was definitely not losing that fight. No, he okay, but like think of think of it uh, like in chronological order from episode. We're not we're ignoring episodes. We're ignoring the original trilogy. Everything in Star Wars up until Rebels. Assuming we don't know everything that ha- anything that happens after Twilight of the Apprentice, Vader very well could have died in the temple on Malachor along with Ahsoka. Like though that could have been a fight to the death, both of them not making it out alive. I don't know, man. If I'm watching a UFC and the live betting odds were on that fight, that's a heavy Vader favorite. That oh, is I a got... heavy Vader favorite. Yeah, you I bet on Ahsoka every time. Um Okay, I bet on Ahsoka every time. Yeah, listen, man, like you can say that like you're going into a fight and like oh hey look this guy's fighting alexander volkanovsky 
I'm, I'm saying Volkanovski is a pretty heavy favorite every time he's walking in there. All right. Well, yeah, Darth Vader is also the GOAT. But, well, so I ask you, I wonder, like, do you think Anakin and Ahsoka are going to go take a walk through the world between worlds, similar to Dumbledore and Harry Potter did, where they, like, go to the different stations? Um, because do you think that they'll see live action Captain Rex, you uh, and McGregor again as uh, Obi Wan? Like, do you All think right. that they'll take a stroll and they'll see stuff like that? That's what I, I feel like they would do something akin to that because I, I feel like they love these actors love playing these characters. And there's, I get that we say that you shouldn't do fan service, but don't do fan service for the fans. Do it for the actors. Like these people love these characters. You can use fan service to further the plot. I hate this whole like fan service doesn't do anything. It's just like stupid things for people to like freak out about. That's not true. Like you can utilize fan service to further like plot points and characters. I'm going to cheat a little bit here. So this next episode is coming out in the, it's a limited release in theaters. I don't know if you're going to announce this right now, but I'm going to let you talk about that. I think we are going to see a lot of, we're going to see some pretty, cool we're gonna lose our minds this next episode you don't just release that but you don't do this just for an episode if there's not some big stuff happening in it well not just this is so yeah episode five is getting a theatrical release this is technically dave filoni's first theatrical star wars release as well uh i mean like he's direct this this is his next episode this next episode is directed by him so this is technically Dave Filoni's theatrical debut. Hmm. All right. Before you before you cut me off there. Um I yeah, I was able to snag some tickets as well. It's in Chicago, which is a four hour drive for me. Probably planning on going though. I'm not guaranteed a seat, but if I show up early enough, I should get a seat. So You just said you snagged tickets. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna snag tickets. No, I have the ticket. Oh, you have the ticket? Yeah, I I have my ticket to go. Oh, so wait, do they give tickets out to everybody who like did that online thing? Because I looked. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they do. (laughs) You can just select the theater and then get a ticket. It's free. Yeah, there are no theaters near me, so unfortunately, I'm not able to do this. The the ticket was free for me. Um, I think they make it free because they're like, we can't guarantee seats. I might show up and they might be like, all right, now you have to pay for your ticket. It might be something like that too, where it's like, sorry, we're sold out. We're not going to charge you for this because uh, I bet you that's how it's going to go. But no, yeah, they don't just release episode five in theaters. Just like it's called, they've titled this as the Ahsoka mid-season fan event. You don't just do that. They didn't do that for Obi-Wan. And I'm going to be honest, Obi-Wan was a bigger title character to release than Ahsoka. (laughs) Um... And was Obi-Wan still COVID? No, not really. I mean, COVID had kind of like died down at this point last year. So who knows, man? Yeah, I know there's going to be some serious crap that goes down this next week. Listen, I'm just, I'm happy for Dave. He's finally getting I'm happy for Dave screen. too. My boy. That's, that's our boy. That is our boy. But um. yeah, I don't, I, I, I do think that like, we're going to see some, like crazy stuff happen. What if Balin is Mace Windu's apprentice? <laughs> Somebody out there has that theory. 
Yeah, no, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I, I sat there for them like, is that a bet? Yeah, no, I don't like it. Um, oh, yeah, so the good guys, I've, I've been thinking this. I don't think I've verbalized this yet. The good guys are going to ride a purgle to the other galaxy because, like, you can tell because it's the little purgle thing around the galaxy. That's how the good guys are going to get there. They're not about to build this giant hyperspace ring because, like, they don't have a map the dark. to get there. No, they don't have a map, and also, like, it also plays into the themes of Star Wars. If you pay attention, the Empire, the dark side, it's industry, it's might, it's building stuff to do that. The light side and the good guys, the natural order of the world, the Musasi Temple on the Avon, it's overgrown with trees and life. The good guys, the light side of the force, it's nature. They're going to use the natural world to help them get to where they need to go. And then they're just going to get bombed by capitalism because it always comes out on top. So, <laughs> I yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't. I mean, who knows what happens with Thrawn? Maybe Thrawn's just a pot smoking hippie at this point in his life. Probably not. Yeah. But instead of chanting USA, I'm going to start chanting ISB for uh, in Star Wars. Yeah, I love the ISB. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. We're halfway through the series now. We got episodes five through eight to come out still um i do think that we will see thrawn at the end of next episode i think that this will be a longer episode and the episode will end with them like coming out of hyperspace in the eye of scion thrawn's in his ship and he's like where the hell have you been it's been like 20 years (laughs) i've been stuck in this other galaxy forever thrawn is age 20 years as well like we needed to so is ezra oh gosh no not 20 uh but no, yeah, no, not 20. It's only been like... 10-ish. Yeah, 10-ish. I'm sorry. I'm sitting on my floor. It is so uncomfortable right now. My butt is numb. <laughs> no, sorry. Um, I'll wrap this up. Do, will, do you have anything left to say with Ahsoka? Ahsoka the White. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. I do think that that is a safe theory to have. Um, I want to talk about this briefly, uh, and then we'll head out here. So I was watching Rebels. Uh, we get the Mon Mothma episode where the ghost crew has to escort her to her meeting and they go, they have to escape through Thrawn and that's where he uses the first TIE Defender program and they have to go through that uh, flammable mist that they transport through. Um, do you think Andor Season 2 will pick up either before or after this event? After. Okay, so well, uh, so do you think then that we will see the Rebels crew at all? No. Okay. We'll wait no, for Andor. I don't we'll think Tony for... Gilroy. I, I think Tony Gilroy is very locked into his own events. I would agree, but you never know. Now you know. You know what I do know? Next week is going to be awesome, everybody. It is. I'm, I'm gassed up for this next episode. And with that... You have successful. Hopefully, you made it this far. Follow us on social media. This, that, and the other. Um, yeah, that's all I got. That is all I have as well. If you have any questions or if you like the episode, share it. Ask us something. Um, Instagram, Twitter, anything else at Legionnaire Pod. We will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.